Okay. Let's try to understand your question. Let me to have a look of uh, some questions given now at the entrance here. Okay, let's start with this questions. Bhante, uh, I think you said meditate uh, early in the morning during the given last given last night. Why early in the morning? You know, uh, early bird, what to do? Huh? Well, that is why early. Try early. Then you can catch the worm. Huh? Early morning means that time your mind is clear mind. Hmm? Not agitated, not, not too many stuff already come. Huh? Otherwise when after, after six you are busy, you are agitated, you are trying to do things, hmm? prepare your, your lunch pack and all this stuff to take to the office and many things, hmm? many problems come. So before that, 
calm mind, clear mind, with a mind, peaceful mind, start your meditation, meditation, practice before six. That is why I said that. Okay, second question here is, if there is no self, then what does reborn and why do we have to care about our own karma? Uh, uh, in order to happen things in the world, there is no necessary of a self. Things happen independent, uh, interdependently. Hmm? If you say self, self is alone. So nothing exists alone in the world. Or if you say self, self is emanated from the God, from the Creator, then you have to believe Creator. As long as you believe a self, you cannot understand things are impermanent. That concept is not, uh, not yours any longer. Because you think that there is a permanent thing. Self means permanent thing. Self means something permanent, substance, which is transmigrate. Transmigrating from, from birth to birth. Or it is because of self that one day uh, that you will be unified with the creation, creator. So that is a belief which is not in the teaching of the Buddha. Buddha's teaching is clear. Buddha very clearly said, there's no, no things. One day he got little uh, soil in his, on his nail. So in that said, monks, even this much, this much, there's nothing permanent in the world to be grasped as a permanent thing. So if you believe a soul, that means permanent thing, uh, which is transmigrating, which is which again called reincarnation, which we Buddhists don't accept. And why, why do we have to care about our karma? So karma is your intentional actions, the results of your intentional actions, which are not permanent. Karma can be erased. Karma can be changed with good karma. Like what, uh, say for instance, what Angulimala did. You know the Angulimala, the, the man with finger garlands? Hmm? He killed thousands, more than thousand people. Huh? Karma is not permanent. So karma can be changed. So uh, that is why we accept karma and we have to accept that we are the owners of our karma, nobody else. Hmm? We have to accept that we are the owners of our karma. Therefore, we, uh, wherever we are born, karma, whatever we done, we have done, that we have to reap the results. But the karma can be changed with good karma or bad karma. Suppose if you have done bad karma, then if you do more and more good karma, good things, you can erase, you can cover the bad karma. Okay, next question is, you said that 
there were people who reached uh, attainment without jhana. How about uh, other things such as uh, right livelihood, right speech, etc.? Can we skip them as well? What are the <laughs> what are the absolutely necessary things that we need to understand or do to reach attainment? You cannot escape these things. Even uh, you are not escaping. You are not sort of abandoning the eighth factor as the right concentration. Without right concentration, you cannot attain enlightenment. Jhana means not not that right concentration is necessary, but it does not mean that you go to these four jhanas, experience all these jhanas. That is what I mean. Like persons like uh, Bahya Daruchiri, as I said yesterday, Daruchiri, the person with uh, bark trees, who used bark trees, uh, bark bark of the trees, uh, such persons. So they did not uh, practice, they did not enter the jhanas to attain enlightenment. That is not because of that they are uh, not concentrated. They must have concentration and insight. Their insight was better than cons- concentration. That is, the, that is the case. Insight means vipassana. So if you practice more vipassana, you can cut off your defilements. Rather, practice in uh, concentration. That is why the Buddha recommended the method which is called tandem meditation. Uh, both concentration and insight together in the Satipatthana Sutta, Buddha prescribed that one. Okay, next uh, question is Bhante. Buddha's discovery that uh, because of our unawakened consciousness, there arises mentally, mentality and form is uh, early parallel really parallel to 20th century quantum physics discovery about uh, quantum wave in the uh, double slit experiments when consciousness is present to observe quantum wave, the quantum wave behaves as a particle non-material to material. When consciousness is absent, quantum wave behaves as a wave. Consciousness affects reality. So, you know the quantum physics, I don't know quantum physics, it is not my subject. I know only two subjects. Hmm? I don't know other subjects. I don't know politics. I don't know economics. I don't know science. I know Dhamma and meditation. Those are two subjects that I know. Uh, So, as I understand quantum physics, uh, 
is a way to understand the Buddha's word. 2600 years ago, the Buddha said, everything is ever-changing. Quantum physics proves that. That's it. <laughs> it is the same thing that what Einstein said. Towards the end of his life, he said, the world is nothing but a vibration. What is that? Who said this first? Einstein or the Buddha? <laughs> ah, this is why we want to understand Buddhism properly. Huh? Okay, next question. Bhante is, if meditation practice predated the Buddha, then how much before? What was the purpose? Why did it true? It, why did it uh, for the Buddha? Why did it take for the Buddha to come alone to change or improve meditation? Metta. Uh, for this you to understand history of Buddhism and history of the world. Hmm? Uh, in order to understand this, actually the history of uh, religion as well. Like about 3000 years before the Buddha. Hmm? In the history, in the civilization, different civilization in India. Hmm? Mohanjadaro and Harappa for instance. There are two, there were two civilizations. Even that time, people practice meditation. Uh, they have discovered through their uh, uh, some excavations, they have discovered some uh, statues, cross-legged statues. Means by that time, even by that time, the people had been practicing meditation. So from the very beginning, people, since people wanted to know something new, and people, any time, people have suffering. Suffering is everlasting. Whether the Buddhas appear or do not appear in the world, suffering is there. Whenever the people feel suffering, they, they need to find a way so that they try to sit, sit and relax. Hmm? Such meditation. Even during the time, you know, there were different periods in India, according to the history, in India there were several periods like, like uh, the Brahmins, Vedic period, which is called Vedic. During that time they practiced Veda, uh, three types of Veda. And then Upanishadic period, Aranyaka period, and then Jayaka period. Ajayaka period, different types, different periods, during these different times, they practice different methods of meditation. Mainly they practice meditation to develop their mind, to uh, be unified with the Creator, uh, to go to the heaven, to reach the Brahma, Brahma the Creator. So the creation theory is not new. It is not a new thing. Hmm? Creator, the belief of a creator and creation 
is not something new. It's from ancient time. So the, such things happen. Even the Buddha was born towards the end of Upanishadic period. By that time, people had been practiced in the woods, like during the Jayaka period and Ajayaka period, they learned, they practiced in the woods. During the Upanishadic period, Upanishad means sit near. Upanishad, Nishad means sit. Sit closer, sit, sit near, nearby the teacher. Then the teacher teaches the students uh, the nature of life, like, like a secret, it's a secret teaching life. So, towards the end of that period, the Buddha emerged, Buddhism emerged in, in uh, India, and Buddha understood seeking what is truth is not what is necessary. What is necessary is seeking what is kusala, what is uh, wholesome, what is skillfulness. So, Buddha seeking what is kusala, Buddha went forth and eventually he found the way. That is what happened. So, Buddha understood, realized something new which had never been in this uh, world before him during this, uh, during this aeon, this kalpa. It's something new. That is why the Buddha Sabon. Bhante, does the body eventually become very wavy for observation in prolonged insight practice. Well, not uh, the body, when you practice more and more insight, when you observe, uh, if you feel like body is wavy, you, what you can do, you can practice more uh, concentration. You need more concentration. If you feel wavy, wavy, weak, weak-minded, means over, like, uh, if you feel that it's quite difficult to practice, whenever you find difficulty, switch your meditation from insight to concentration, then to concentration to insight. That means, suppose, while you are observing your body, if you feel that it is difficult, then simply relax. Calm down yourself. Observe yourself. Hmm? Calm down. Observe your breath for a while. Then again, switch to inside. Observe the body. Understand the change in nature of the body. Understand that it is not mine, not me, not myself. Hmm? It is impermanent unsatisfactory and without self. Next question is, Bhante, how do the four sublime abodes interact with the jhanas? Can you repeat the five factors necessary to attain stream entry? Okay. Four sublime abodes are metta, karuna, mudita, upekha. Uh, basically, when we practice jhana, we, we use only metta. Hmm? 
but even you can you can use karuna uh, mudita upeka as well but metta is much easier karuna mudita upeka these three are quite uh, not not properly explain in the discourses how to do hmm? uh, when the buddha explained how to practice uh, sublime abodes buddha simply uh, taught us to extend uh, compassion karuna mudita and upeka as well to different directions exactly like what we do with the uh, metta love and friendliness so better better use metta as an object for your jhana if you, if you like can you repeat the five factors necessary to attain stream entry uh, i guess you you are thinking you are talking about five faculties five factors means five faculties uh, five faculties are saddha virya sati samadhi panya saddha is confidence virya is energy sati is mindfulness samadhi is concentration panya is wisdom these five are to be developed uh, in a balanced manner in order to balance this five you to have good concentration just like the five fingers hmm you have to the this is the right uh, this the, the long finger is the sati mindfulness mindfulness with that you to balance others saddha and panya should ba- should be balanced these two should be balanced saddha and panya saddha means confidence confidence should be balanced with wisdom otherwise what happens your confidence you might do something with faith where you have no right understanding you simply do something uh, which is not clear therefore it is better practice both this and uh, balance these two confidence and panya wisdom then you to balance energy and concentration these two energy and concentration should be balanced and in order to balance all these sati is always should be present all all the time okay next question is is a paper towel ah huh? <laughs> is good that you use paper towels also to ask questions bante uh you explain how uh, could you could you explain how volitional formations 
volitional come to be. Uh, could you explain how volitional formations come to be? Volitional formations come to be because of uh, ignorance, according to the satipa, according to the dependent origination. Uh, volitional formations are twofold. One is karma, our karma, bodily actions, verbal actions and mental actions. Uh, in other words, they are our good deeds, wholesome deeds, unwholesome deeds and neutral. This, this is one category. And the other one is uh, the breath. Uh, thinking and examining and feeling and perception. These are, these, all these are called volitional formations. Uh, according to the dependent origination, we have to understand these different levels, these two levels. First, we have to understand the what you call the punya abhisankara, apunya abhisankara, ananja abhisankara in Pali. The good deeds, wholesome deeds, unwholesome deeds and neutrals should be understood and should be cut off. It is understanding the progressive way of the dependent origination. And the regressive way, you to cut off the other, other category. The uh, breath, then thinking and examining, feeling and perception. In order to understand that, you to enter the special attainment which is called uh, complete cessation of feeling and perception. It is an attainment, nirodha samapatti in Pali. Nirodha samapatti. Those who have attain non-returner, the state of non-returner, they can attain that stage which is called uh, Nirodha Samapatti. Those who have attained Nirodha Samapatti, whenever they come out of it, they see, they realize the characteristics of Nibbana. That is, in order to understand that, you to understand Paticca Samuppada properly. Today, it, uh, I, I, as I had no much time, I had to rush and I had to explain this uh, quite uh, hastily. So, it is necessary to understand the twelve links properly and should understand how to cut off the, uh, cut off Nama Rupa, the mentality and physicality and how to reach uh, consciousness and then formations, volitional formations and how to cut off volitional formations and uh, come to understand ignorance like that. So it takes much time. Next question is, Bhante, after the body dies, do the 
remaining four aggregates transfer to the next life if you are reborn in the human realm not necessarily the human realms there are 31 realms hmm? not only human realms it's good that we have 31 realms to be born not only human realms huh? but you know all other realms not like this we, we have no chance to meditate no chance to do good deeds like this this is, a, this is the best opportunity human realms that is why even deities they talk about when they talk about human realms they they say that let's go to heaven heaven means human realm <laughs> so for them heaven is here <laughs> human realm so okay after body dies after body dies means um, after we leave behind this body let's take like that after leaving behind the body what happens to others all other four aggregates together we leave behind only this form which is which is the gross form gross form only gross form only this earth water fire air only this thing but gross form there should be subtle forms of form as well in order to trans uh, in order to transfer in order to take another life uh, that means in that also like five again like five five fingers form feeling perception volitional formation and consciousness we leave behind this form in this four together but they even they cannot exist alone even though there are four they cannot exist alone they should have form because this is only mentality these are mentality feeling perception volitional formation and consciousness they are they are quite mentality there should be physicality as well why otherwise no interdependency the buddha's teaching is not there according to the buddha's teaching physicality and mentality should work together should go together the nama roopa pachya vijnana nama roopa pachya vijnana vijnana pachya nama roopa that is the teaching therefore when we depart what happens together with subtle forms of form the other four aggregates takes another place according to the karma done here the karma drives us directs us to the good to a good place or bad place to a good mother or bad mother bante how many buddhas existed in the past if there were others how do we know do we know if they followed the same path how should we know this ah this is why we have to trust the buddha 
we trust the Buddha's enlightenment. We trust his enlightenment, Buddha's enlightenment, how it happens, what happened. Buddha's enlightenment, through his enlightenment, he understood the system of the world, not only this little thing where we live. He understood thousands, millions, trillions systems, world system in the world. He understood thousand world system, twice a thousand world system, thrice a thousand world system. He understood this uh, sensual sphere, material sphere and immaterial sphere. In such a way, he became the knower of the world. That is why when we respect the Buddha, we recite the loka vidu. The word loka vidu means knower of the world. He knew the world. He knew the world means he knew what really happened in the world. Different lifetimes, different eons, thousands, thousands eons ago. He said, 91 eons ago, very close. Hmm? Eons, you know, eon, eon, eon is sculpted in Pali. Eon means, you cannot cal uh, calculate this. The Buddha himself gave similes to understand what the eon is. Eon means, suppose there is a tank which is uh, seven miles long, seven miles breadth and seven miles uh, tall, a tank. Then you put a mustard seed in, into that uh, tank. After hundred years, you take only one mustard seed out of that, you put it away. Once the, all the mustard seeds gone, that is what is called eon. That means such a long time. So such eons, 91 eons ago, Buddha said, 91 eons ago there was a Buddha. For the last 91 eons, you know, only seven men became Buddhas. See, how rare, how difficult to be the Buddha. Only seven people Seven men became Buddhas for the last 91 eons. Buddha Sikhi, uh, Buddha Vipassi was born 91 eons ago. Then after that, after 31 eons, Buddha uh, Sikhi was born, Vesabu was born. Then in this realm, this eon, Buddha Kakusanda, Konagamana, Kashyapa and Gautama. These four. All together, seven, including our Buddha. Only seven Buddhas were there for the last 91 years. They are called Sat Buddha, seven Buddhas. Hmm? We respect those seven Buddhas. We Buddhists talk about that history, hmm? 91 years history. So those were the Buddhas in the past.
But we don't, don't know all these things. Buddha has taught in the discourses, those who are interested, read the discourse from the Lone Discourse, uh, Maha Padana Sutta. Maha Padana Sutta. Padana means uh, uh, characters, biographies. Biographies of the Buddha. Maha Padana Sutta from Diganikaya. Okay, next question is Bhante, what is the gap? What is the gap? Uh, this gap is I, I know what you ask. I told about uh, this gap. This is what Venerable Rattapala, there was a, there was a spe- uh, special monk, a millionaire's son, who listened to the Buddha and finally he became a monk and uh, he became an arahant. Later on he thought about uh, what his, his experience was to a certain king where he said the king said uh, as I know Bhante people become monks when they are old when they are sick if when they are sick they become monks when they have no relatives to help when they have no money the monks the people become monks or nuns because of these reasons ah, when when they are sick by things so uh, the king asked Bhante, as I see, you are not, uh, you have become monks not for these purposes. Why you become a monk? Why you became a monk? Then the monk said, I became a monk not for these things, not because of these things. I became a monk because I listened to the four statements of the Buddha. What are the four statements? Buddha said, Upaniyati loko, this world is swift, world is changing all the time, world is changing. It hit his mind, the world is changing, everything is ever changing. Upaniyati loko, adhuo, there is no permanent thing in the world, the same thing. He said, the Buddha said, world is swift, world is ever changing. No permanent thing in the world. That was the statement, one statement. Upaniyati loko addu. Secondly, the Buddha said, Asako loko sabbam pahaya gamaniya. Asako loko. In the whole world, there is nothing to be called mine. Is there anything to be called mine? Really mine? Though we say that? Mine, mine, mine. But no mind, nothing to be called mind, really. So, asako, there's no saka, saki, asako loko. Sabbam pahaya gamaniyam, one has to go leaving behind everything. Sabbam pahaya gamaniyam, leaving behind everything, one has to go. That is the statement, second statement, third one. Buddha said, 
Attano loko anabissaro. In the world, there is no protector. However much you say, no protector to protect you, save you in the world. Attano loko anabissaro. There is no creator, no issara, no creator to protect you, to save you. That is the third statement. And then the Buddha said, Uno loko, una, there is a gap. There is something lacking. Gap is lacking, something lacking. Something more, we need something more. Uh, that is the problem, that is the gap. Huh? Gap is that we always have a problem, we are not satisfied, there we need something more. Why we need something more? Because of our craving. Because of our craving, we try to find something more which cannot be filled. Suppose you need a car. You think that you need a car. Okay, you buy a car. Yes, you know. You need little more, better one, expensive one more comfortable one, like that. Huh? Or you want, to, you want to find a place, like you want to buy a house. When you buy a house, then satisfied? You are satisfied only for, for a couple months, maybe year? Even before one year, you, you find something that uh, you need another little bit thing, like another room or some <laughs> other parts, like that. There is lacking, there is a gap. That is what is called gap, because of our craving. So the gap is craving. As long as we have craving, we cannot fill that gap. Okay, next question. Bhante, would you, could you please restate the five knowledges. Okay, five kinds of knowledge. The first one is miraculous power. Second, uh, what you call uh, clear audience. Uh, ability to listen sounds. It's divine or human. Second one. Third one is ability to read others' mind. Then the fourth one is ability to understand one's previous lives. The fifth one is ability to understand how beings are born to this world and how beings depart here and are born somewhere else. These are five types of knowledge. Once, uh, one's mind is liberated at the eleventh link of transcendental dependent arising, it becomes taintless and all fetters are uh, destroy, uh, destroyed. Which one is living one can enjoy bliss and extend wholesomeness to others. 
upon death, where does this taintless consciousness go? How can... Okay. There is no transcendental dependent arising, no such things. Huh? Transcendental, we don't use that term. Uh, what we can use are the 11 links dependent origination and you can use 24, okay, 12 links dependent origination and 24 links dependent origination. You can say 24 links uh, dependent origination. That is given in the Upanisha Sutta, in the Sangyutta Nikaya, the connected discourses. So the one who has destroyed, completely destroyed these taints, his mind is clear, he enjoys the bliss and extends wholesomeness to others. Upon his death, what happens is his consciousness never be born somewhere else. Why? No features, no things to be born there, no attachment, no clinging, no grasping in it. In other words, no features at all. No earth, water, fire, air, uh, no nama as well, no feeling, no perception. No volitional formation, no contact, no attention. That is why that consciousness cannot be born in any other place. Just like the flame which was blown off, then no other place to reach. When the light is blown off, the flame gone, finished. That's like that. As long as that person is alive, he is uh, living, but after his death, no place to be born, reborn, no rebirth. That is why in the sutta which we recite every day here, the metta discourse, at the end, we recite the person will never come to be uh, born in the mother's womb. Nahi jatu gabba sayyang punareti. Never return to the mother's womb. Hmm? Can okay? How can we get a copy or find the diagram displaying the twelve links of dependent origination and the twelve links of transcendental dependent arising? Uh, for that, you'll have to pay a lot. <laughs> That is my own, uh, like, uh, what you call, uh, rights, my rights. Huh? So, who, whoever interested, uh, please meet me later. <laughs> Not to get money, but I can give you, share. I don't mind to share with anybody. I myself have done this, so no problem I can share with.
Okay, Bante, can you explain more about the gap? Uh, it's, it's done already. When does or at the what what age does this feeding begin? Whenever you are wise. Did you hear me? When does or at what age does this feeling begin? Whenever you are wise, you can feel it. Wise enough to understand this Dhamma. I mean, that, that truth. I have reached jhana several times, though not in this retreat so far. I feel confident with the instructions given. Do you advise finding a teacher to work with the develop, developing the jhanas or can this be done alone? Who is the teacher? Who is your teacher? Did the Buddha recommend a teacher? Huh? They are a monastic to help you. They are your friends, real friends, Dhamma friends, real Kalyana Mittas. They are not your teachers to teach you or do this, this, like that. So the Buddha recommended, Buddha said after uh, the Buddha's passing away, Dhamma will be your teacher. Then what should you do? Read the Dhamma, understand. But you can meet a monk, meet, meet a monastic here, or you can uh, meet any person who knows it. You can meet, discuss, but make sure, keep it in your mind, Dhamma is my teacher. Real teacher is Dhamma. All others are my real friends. All monastics are my Kalyana Mittas who help me to understand the Dhamma. So, yes, you can meet, if you like, you can meet a monastic or any other person uh, and discuss. Hmm? Okay, dear Bhante, for the benefit of the person who asked about sin versus the Arhantship, Yesterday, could you please tell the story of Angulimala? Whenever I start to think that my past actions might present me, prevent me from realizing Nibbana here and now, I consider Angulimala's story and erase the doubts. Yeah, that's a very good story, which I just reminded earlier. Angulimala, he did not repent on what he did. If he started to repent, he had to repent thousands times. Hmm? No enlightenment. So, whoever done anything wrong, think of him. It's good. Okay, Bhante, according to the... Suttas, many people became enlightened during the time of the Buddha. Why? Were, were they able to become enlightened with the Buddha's 
presence as well as this his teachings are there enlightened beings now and if so how do we know uh, <clears throat> there are people they they so sort of declare they say that they are the enlightened ones so if we try to follow them what what would happen to us should we follow such people should we go and uh, try to try to follow them in order to attain enlightenment no such way the buddha buddha's teaching buddha taught us the dhamma in the time of the buddha many people attain different stages is true because by that time people those who have done good deeds those who have developed their faculties are born at the time of the buddha so then they get the chance to see the buddha whenever they want to ask questions they can meet the buddha and ask questions or the sangha those who have uh, attained different stages but today it is quite impossible to find such persons there are people that they declare but we do not want to follow we do not want to go seeking such persons whenever whoever says so what should you do you to say sadhu sadhu <laughs> please carry on and sit aside meditate then you can become one of them perhaps before that person <laughs> okay bante you teach a path from vipassana seeing things as they are to disenchantment to liberation from all taints and the real happiness of nibbana what is this happiness if this highest Uh, aspiration is not to be reborn since birth is the case of the cause of dukkha then isn't the buddha profan- profoundly life ten denying and pessimistic the goal of producing disenchantment sounds nihilism nihilistic i am having trouble understanding how disenchantment leads to a more sound happiness in this life disenchantment uh, perhaps should uh, you are not clearly understanding what this disenchantment is the pali term is nibbida nibbida i recited the stanza last night which is uh, buddha said sabbe sankhara anicca all conditioned things are impermanent yada panyaya pasyati if you see this true wisdom atta nibbindati dukkhe then you turn away turn away from suffering ah that turning away is what is called disenchantment why you turn away because you know that it is useless 
that it is meaningless say for instance while you are doing something you can understand that it is meaningless no benefit then what you should do should do think to that turn away that turning away is not nihilistic it is not nihilism turning away why you know better you know that it is no use no purpose no meaning mere grasping it therefore you turn away from that the buddha said that is the way to peace that is the way to uh, path what you call that is the way to nibbana so uh, buddha's teaching here the disenchantment leads to what uh, nibbida the disenchantment leads to dispassion dispassion you don't have passion in that case dispassions dispassions lead to release liberation that's the way it is it is given according to that chart also you can you could see uh, that's how you to understand okay venerable uh, could you please name three types of consciousness chitta vijnana nama and explain their affection or differences well uh, in short three aspects are uh emotional aspect intellectual aspect and perceptual aspect these are the three aspects of consciousness when the mind is connected to heart it is called emotional when the mind is connected to brain it is called intellectual when the mind is connected to perception it is called perceptual aspect could you please repeat 12 last links in 24 links of dependent origination which sutta that is from upanishad sutta from connected discourses uh, chapter 12 what are five faculties of confidence five faculties were uh explain earlier dear bante when i sit and the mind begins to calm to calm focusing on the breath i become uh flooded with waves of very pleasant tingling it can get very intense is this pity after a while it uh, starts to be uh, to become irritating even though it's still pleasant should i investigate the three characteristics of this uh, sensation or keep awareness on the breath or do something else yes that this is 
when you have such feelings, these are called sensations, different sensations, rapture, it's true. Though you do not cling to that, do not cling to that, do not uh, try to enjoy it. Understand the change in nature, it's not permanent, it's changing. Try to understand the change in nature of it. So, uh, when you see that change in nature, you see the three characteristics. That is how you switch this to insight. From, uh, okay, could you please explain right understanding as it relates to karma? Right understanding as it is the first factor of the Noble Eightfold Path, uh, there are three different levels of right understanding. The first level is understanding good and bad. That is ethical level. We have to understand good and bad, right and wrong, merit, merit and demerit. If you can understand that, that itself is right understanding. That is what is karma again. That is the, that is the relation, karma. You, you understand karma, you understand good karma as good karma, bad karma as bad karma. You understand that karma has results. That is the right understanding. And the second level is, you can understand, you, ac uh, you accept tenfold uh, wrong views. You accept them as wrong views and then you come to right view, means avoiding tenfold wrong views, you come to tenfold right views, ten types of things. Like you accept what is given, given is good, and you accept that uh, supporting parents is good, you accept the previous lives, accept the the next life, you accept uh, the beings, spontaneous beings like that, there are ten different factors. And when you come to the third level, right understanding means you understand the four noble truths. So, karma is connected to right understanding because you, you know that uh, your actions Good actions have good, action, uh, good results, bad actions have bad results. In such a way, you accept karma as part of your life. Bhante, can you please tell me again the five factors of jhana and please explain them. Five factors of jhana means uh, but the Buddha said, sa vitakka. Vitakka. Vitakka means uh, thinking. Thinking. You think of the object again and again. Thinking. Then second one is examining. Vichara. Then piti, rapture. Then sukha. 
These are the factors given in the discourses. Later, later on, from the commentaries, they have introduced another one, which is called Ekagata in the first jhana, which is not in the discourses, early discourses. Okay, next one is, if I do meditation and focus on the breath, will I get jhana concentration or mindful nirvana? Right now, I am not getting jhana concentration or mindful nirvana. I am only getting frustrated. <laughs> No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Why? You are quite new, very new. Very new to this Dhamma. Even you don't know these terms. There is nothing called jhana concentration. What is jhana concentration? What is mindful nirvana? What are these? Huh? You gain nothing but prostration, it's true. You to understand this, you to read, read more, practice more, even practice more and more. Just relax, calm down, calm down your body. Don't, ex don't expect, don't uh, expect many things. You expect too much things. Hmm? Don't expect anything. Simply sit on your cushion, practice, just calm yourself. Okay? Practice concentration. Metta. Practice metta. More and more metta. Then you will enter the jhana. Hmm? So still you have problems? Come up and discuss with me. Okay, could you please explain connection between Theravada, Mahayana and Vajrayana on the diagram today? Well, that, you know, as I uh, show that in the triangle, three sides are, uh, the base is Theravada, the other one is Mahayana, the other is uh, Vajrayana. These are the three uh, different schools in Buddhism today. What I wanted to show is that the whole teaching, the Buddha's teaching, can be condensed into those three principles and these three principles are followed by all uh, sects in Buddhism whether they are Theravada, Mahayana or Vajrayana. That is the triangle. So this triangle is the Dhamma triangle which uh, hit my mind one day. So that is what I use even in my latest book which is on the bookshelves. You can uh, get one, get a copy when you depart. You can get a copy of that book also where I have explained 
this triangle properly. Ah, by the way, I have another message, another announcement. That is, those who are interested, those who want to understand uh, further the dependent origination and other factors such as uh, concentration and insight, you can listen to Dhamma talks, uh, my Dhamma talks. There are about 180 talks in the YouTube. So those who are interested, just go to the uh, YouTube and put my name, Bhante Silananda. You will get all these different talks. Uh, you can listen to these Dhamma talks as well. Hmm? Different topics uh, like dependent origination, four noble truths, three characteristics of existence. Okay. Okay, three more to go. Three, four. Not three, five more to go. <laughs> yes, since you don't get another chance, let me to explain. Let me to answer these questions as well. Bante, thank you for the inspiring talk today. I followed it well, but simply could use a reminder or summary of what the taints are. Taints, there are, according to commentaries, there are four taints. But according to the Buddha, there are three taints. Three taints are, I don't talk about the four, the three. I always talk about the Buddha's word. I want to talk, I want to teach about that. Buddha's word. So Buddha taught three. Three are in Pali, if you like, you can write down in Pali, uh, Kamasava. Kamasava means uh, tense of sensuality, sensual pleasures, Kamasava. Bhavasava, Bhava means existence, tense of existence. Then avijjasava, taints of ignorance. Those are the three, three taints. Those are to be cut off at the end of our practice, end of our journey. Once we cut this off, we are called anasava, no asava, no asava, no asava, anasava or kinasava, those who have cut off taints, taints free. Enlightened ones. Okay, next question. Why should we meditate before 6 a.m.? It was answered. It was answered. Sometimes, no matter what I try, I am not able to focus or control monkey mind. When that happens, I get frustrated. Is it better to try again? Another time. No, this is the right time. Practice here. This is the best time. Today is the best time. Hmm? So what you have to do? If you have such monkey mind, quite frustrated like, 
It's quite difficult to practice on your cushion. What should you do? Change your posture. Slowly stand. Practice stand in meditation. Practice walk in meditation. Calm down yourself. Practice walk in meditation for some time and then come back. Like that. Change your, change your posture and continue your practice. Okay, Bhante, can you please uh, restate the five aspects of mentality? Five aspects of mentality. Okay. Uh, five aspects of mentality, I guess you are, you are referring to Nama, the form, uh, what you call mentality. As I said, mentality and physicality should depend on consciousness. Consciousness depends on mentality and physicality. Physicality and mentality depend on consciousness. Where mentality has different factors, five aspects, five things, five factors. The five factors are feeling, perception, volitional formation, contact and attention. These are the five. Okay, last one. If you want to get to third jhana, do you have to do first and second jhana before? Or can you go straight to third or fourth jhana? In other words, do you want to do the jhanas in order? Or can you skip some? Uh, can you go to the university without doing other things, primary things? First, you have to go in a particular way. There is a way. Huh? Do first thing first. Always first thing first. Then you, you have that ability. You know what, is, uh, what the, the first things are. Therefore, practice. Try to understand. Don't think too much. Don't expect too much. Expectation is the worst thing for meditation. Keep this in your mind. Expectation is the worst thing for meditation. If you expect, you don't, you never get it. Simply practice, then you will get it. Right? Okay, friends, that is the last question. Thank you very much for listening. Okay, take a couple minutes break, come back to practice till 9 o'clock.